The Life, Love, and Leadership Podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I'm Marissa Q. Payne. And I'm Dr. James Payne, and we'd like to welcome you to this live edition from Relationship Reboot. Woo woo! Life, Love, yes! and Leadership. Yes! <laughs> So I am so excited for this moment. It's the first time we've taken the podcast live, and what better place to do it than at Living the Word Church in Collinsville. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to finally get some support. Support? Yeah. What kind of support you need? Because in the studio, you give me the blues, and it's just nice to have some real-time feedback. We don't have to wait for it, for social spaces. I can definitely get used to this. So, uh, And especially since we're talking about apology styles tonight, I need all the support I can get. Y'all got me? <laughs> Hold on. Y'all ain't going to do me like that, though, right? We're going to see how it goes. So speaking of apology styles, before we get into that, I wanted to just quickly, since we have an audience here, right, this week's episode, even though we weren't doing part two, there was a recent apology that came up and there was some speculation as to whether or not it was actually an apology. So I figure we've got an audience and we could settle this debate right now. (laughs) So if you didn't hear this week's episode, I'm just going to give you the quick update, right? So we had a situation. It didn't go too well. And so Dr. Payne called me later. Um, I knew that he would and um, apologized. So this is what he said, all right? He said, and I quote, I'm not sure, but I don't like my performance this morning. I may have been controlling because it's something that I don't value. And this was me buying tickets to go see something that I love. Why he cared, I don't know. Because you were spending a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, tell the truth, you weren't just buying a couple tickets. Tell it all now. If you're going to tell it, tell it all. You, so we sponsor a lot of stuff in, in our family situation, tickets and that sort of thing. So, like, we buy tickets. It was not that tickets. many. T- it's like it seven a, tickets. And it was that's like. That's a lot. Is that a lot of tickets? <laughs> seven. Okay. But it wasn't anywhere near the amount of that watch that we just talked about a couple weeks back. We weren't even talking about the watch, though. So, like, it's nowhere in the same category. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? Yes! (laughs) But how you gonna bring that watch up, though? (laughs) I'm just just saying. So, again, and, and I don't know if they have it on the screen or not, but I'm not sure, but I don't like my performance this morning. I may have been controlling because it's something that I don't value. That was good. So, what do you guys think? Was that an apology? Who, who ready for the mic? Anybody ready for the come mic on, already? Come on, come on. I'm, I'm <laughs> Whoever said it's not an apology, please put your hand up. <laughs> oh, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> they went fast and without hesitation. They weren't scared at all. 
So who says it was an apology? Does it count? Oh, you, it's you. a few people. Thank God bless you. Yes. Look at this man. little corner over here. <laughs> I want to know why. Somebody tell me why. Over here, Mel. Oh, Pat. Okay. <laughs> Go. It is the genesis of the apology. Oh, it's the genesis. <laughs> but that was complete, though. That was it. Well, we, we have yet to know what oh. tomorrow holds. <laughs> but it was the start. It was the start. But okay. it was a good start. Uh, yes. <laughs> Debatable. Okay, over here. Good evening, everyone. I was saying, no, I don't think that was an apology at all. It was more of an excuse Ooh. for your behavior and the way you handled not wanting her to purchase the tickets and the amount of tickets that she, were, that she was going to mm -hmm. purchase. So it was an excuse, actually. Right. So if you're not sure... You know I'm sitting here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know I can see you. Yes, sir. Now, that's how come I was looking at you, Ronnie Faces. I want you to understand that that was an excuse, sir. Oh. It was an excuse. <laughs> Amen. My pastor supported me. Since <laughs> T. We got to weigh in over here. <laughs> Jade, you got a mic, too. You're supposed to run. It just sounded like a statement where you expressed how you felt about your behavior. Mm. But that yeah. was some good acknowledgement, though. That was, that was strong. Like, that was initiative. And... It was initiative. And that's why I gave you credit, right? You know, sometimes the teachers, they, they, you know, they want to support you. So it's like they give you a little extra credit. You were grading me on the curve. So I, I, I graded you on the curve. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> It was an it, he did apologize. One, he he let you know that he was in error. Oh, oh. When he said I was in error. I did wrong. Okay. And he stated the reasons why. You want him to be honest. Yes. Let you know I didn't value that, but that was the wrong for my behavior. Got it, it was an apology. Thank you. Thank you. This side of the room got my back. I don't know what y'all. You got me too. They got me too. Yeah. It's the may have though. Like, did you or didn't you is my question. It's the may have. Which one is it? Uh, okay, okay. I, I don't like how this is playing out. I don't like how this is playing out. I don't have the whole room and I don't like that, so we're going to move on. We are going to move on. I don't like how this is trending. Uh, so, you know, we're going to hop to the what's on your mind segment. So yes. even though I'm almost afraid to ask you this question, <laughs> seeing how that just went. Uh, <laughs> but what's going on in that curly head of yours? <laughs> what is on my mind this week? So this week I have been thinking about Relationship Reboot, okay. like basically. And I, like I said, I'm loving what I see. What I love about this conference is that, you know, there's times when we have marriage conferences and singles conferences and women's meetings and men's meetings and people with left leg meetings. Like, you know, we're always segregating ourselves. But at the end of the day, like, we all have relationships in common. You know, whether you are coming out of a relationship, you're in a relationship, or you're working to get into one, mm. um, relationship skills really are universal. So I love that we can, like, 
that we're all together and talking about this thing instead of isolating and separating ourselves. No, no, no. I couldn't agree more. That's one of the things I love about this conference as well uh, is it is focused on relating well with other human beings. Yeah. And regardless of whether we're talking intimate partner relationships, relationships with mom and them, whatever the case may be, relating well with human beings is important. I love it. Yeah. So... That does lead me to a question, though. So I'm, I'm looking in the room, and I, I appreciate it. But when there are relationship-oriented things, mm. there is something that sometimes seems to be missing. Speak on it. The men. Mm. The men. <laughs> no dis- uh. I see y'all, right? Love you. I know. He like, I'm right here. Yes. Right. But in terms of relationships, like, typically you know, you would think that the percentages would be a little more significant because relationships are relevant for all of us. So what's up with that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Brothers, I won't let you down. Uh, Men, make some noise in the room. (laughs) It's actually pretty impressive. I won't lie. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. The brothers are here. The brothers are in the building. The brothers are in the building. Uh, I think one of the things to be mindful of, though, is uh, men don't necessarily contextualize relationships the same way women do Mm. uh, because we weren't necessarily socialized that way. So, Mm. you know, you grew up romanticizing about the day that you would get married. I didn't, but (laughs) I know I see where you're going with this. I didn't grow up with relationship consciousness at all. Mm. So my whole context of relationship was uh, how much do I got to say or do to advance my cause? To advance your cause. Yes. So catch a girl, get a girl is what we're talking about. (laughs) Catch a girl, get a girl. Basically. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm still not sure, but at the end of the, so you got to grow up though, right? Like you don't stay second grade. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You got to grow up. You got to grow up. And then there's this, um, divergence between masculinity. And so you have cultural masculinity and you have biblical masculinity. Okay. And so the culture says of us to you know, gratify our own needs, uh, focus on ourselves, be selfish, don't be vulnerable, don't open up. But then we met Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then we got this biblical masculinity that says be vulnerable, mm-hmm. open up, tell the truth, show her your wounds, let her love you to life, and all that good stuff. Okay. And, and, and so we, we have this, this uh, uh, these two worlds that war against each other, this mm-hmm. biblical and cultural uh, masculinity. And, you know, so we're working to evolve all the time to bring other men to that level of masculinity and grasping the word of God so that they can apply biblical masculinity. Mm. So I think that's interesting because, um, you know, like I said, it's, there's definitely like a disconnect, right? Mm. We're both in the relationship, but it definitely seems like when the relationship isn't working, mm. only one of us wants to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I could say that, like, we talk about this quite a bit in our relationship. Like, it's easier for you to show up for the fight. Like, you ready mm-hmm. to, like, you know, yeah, go I was socialized there. that way. I was socialized um, to fight. But then when it's like, I'm like, let's talk about it, you, like, running away. Like, where are you going? <laughs> When you tell me, let's talk about it, like most men, what I hear is hold my purse. And so, 
And so I want to talk to you what? about the relationship like I want to stand in the middle of the shopping mall and hold your purse. <laughs> I don't want to do that. If anybody want to hold their white purse in the middle of the mall? <laughs> no, you got no takers. Uh, we have one. Somebody See there, one. man bag. Come on. Ugh. All right, brothers, we'll check him later. No, no. <laughs> what we're not going to do is stereotype. I'm a social worker. I'm not having it. I promise I'm not having it. Uh, hold your purse if you need to. <laughs> yes, hold your purse if you need to. You know, I, I really like, though, um, A.R. Bernard, uh, pastor out of New York, uh, wrote a book, Four Things Women Want From a Man. And he was talking about this idea of masculinity and how it shows up uh, in men. And he identified four things that I think really cut to the core of masculinity as we want to see it in, in biblical masculinity. Okay. Uh, the first one is maturity. And so mm -hmm. you talked about being mature growing up. Yes, it was catch a girl, get a girl at one point, but you got to grow out of that. Okay? Yes, please. I get it. Uh, the second one was decisiveness. So. Yeah. Everybody wants a man who's mature, a man who is decisive. You can't be waffling on decisions your entire... Make a decision, sir, please. Um, the third one was consistency. Uh, you want them to be the same way all the time. So you want to be an integer. Same thing all the time. Uh, and then the last one is strength. You need somebody that can stand up under pressure, take a lick, and keep on ticking. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, amen to that. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so what can we do different then to um, bring out that, that part? Like, how do we get more of that part when it's not going well? Hmm. Well, I think a couple things. Space and grace. Uh, mm -hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, and, you know, in our own relationship, it took me a few Christmases to evolve into all that Dr. Payne is today. Amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Your amen shouldn't have been that strong, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to deal with that in the car. We're going to deal with that See, in the car. See, and I promise you, so much was going on in my head in that moment. Like, I had a decision to make, right? I was just like, okay, he going out on a limb, so... I have some feelings about it, but hmm. his love language is words of affirmation. And this was your opportunity. This was, so I should just like, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. That, you don't know what was happening in my head when, in that moment. <laughs> Thank <I'm>, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky business. So does that happen with you too? Like, yes. do Are you thoughtful about, you know, is your mind like trying to figure out what's the best approach? and All the time. Yeah, all the time. Everything that comes up does not come out. I got it. Yeah, that's it, good. Praise that's God just, for that. That ain't wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that's how we made it, babe. Yeah, I think society is changing. You know, pretty rapidly with those traditional views, but definitely, you know, moms and dads are teaching their young men differently. You know, girls are not just dreaming about being a bride anymore. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we're still left with the relationship challenge. And mm. so I think um, kudos, men and women, singles, marrieds, everybody. We all in here trying to be better. Amen. 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 I love Amen. that. Amen. That's what's on my mind. Amen. Amen. <laughs>
Excellent, excellent. Always good to know what's on that mind of yours. Okay, good. So we want to shift to the... We do. Next segment. It's interesting, though. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, this is the, the really great part, because I get to, as a producer, it's my job to draw even more out mm -hmm. and to challenge them to open up or explore some of the conversations they've had a little more. The fact that this is called What's On Your Mind, he said, what, what always comes up doesn't necessarily need to come out. It's important to note that you have that moment in that decision to go forward. We don't know what was on her mind. Mm -hmm. I believe, as a producer, it would help us to better process what we may be going on in our mind and then how to respond to that to make that better decision. So can you share with us what did actually happen and then how you implemented that to be a blessing to your current <laughs> Dr. Payne? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, um, but I was just like, oh, I know, I was, I was actually thinking about being smart. Elicky, right? Like I want, is that really a word? I don't know, but that's, it's a word in Works St. Louis. So, um, <laughs> he said something and I wanted to say, have you really evolved? Right? That's what came so to my mind. I'm so glad you didn't say that. See what I'm saying? That wouldn't have gone well. I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, just the first to admit it. So I was just like, have you really evolved? You know, that was what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, mm, what I know about my husband is... I'm here for the fight. Well, no. See, you should have prayed before that came out. <laughs> what I know about my husband is that he's... he's um, sensitive is the word that comes to mind, but he's slow to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so if he has acknowledged something... It's, I need to just, all of that right, right. up in here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Amen. Now. Keep all of that, you know, to my, just let him do right. that yep. and celebrate him for it and keep my negativity to myself. Right. So here's where I walk over to the other side. Oh, boy. You're keeping negativity to yourself. Mm. Why was there negativity and in sarcasm in the first place? Um, see what had happened was <laughs> because it's a real life relationship yeah. and yes he has evolved beautifully beautifully say that a few more times for the people beautifully in the back beautifully love this man and we still working on it Amen. So, <laughs> that's why it was there so in your teaching moment there is a thought and then there is an, a reserve and or a compassion and expanse yeah, beyond can yourself. I, can I be real for a split second? Only for a split. We want to maintain it. You try putting your real life relationship Come on. in a podcast and talk about your stuff. Like, you want to talk about, like, we share a lot, but there's also a lot that doesn't get shared and don't think that we don't, like, we don't get attacked. And, like, that, I don't, we, we spoke on In the Car Coming Today, like, but there are times when it's just, like, over this podcast, that this ministry that we are doing and trying to do, we get into it over the podcast. And it's just, like, that's real. That's so, um, like, we are wrestling and in warfare constantly trying to save and support other relationships. Like, this, 
this right here? <laughs> it's real. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's real. It's right. real. It's so a call to action, though, church family, continue to pray for them as they take a stand Amen. for us. Amen. Any questions on that first segment? Does anybody have a question or a comment they want to add for the first segment? We'll take two on this side and this. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hey. Oh, I'm live, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I just want to say that, uh, first of all, I'm excited to be here, but I just started listening to the podcast a couple of days ago. So I was on the road today, so I've been binging this podcast. <laughs> yes. So as a married woman, mm-hmm. I appreciate your candidness, mm-hmm. your openness, and your transparency, because so many times we think we're in this thing alone, like yeah. we're the only ones that have these type of problems. And so listening to your podcast, like I knew better, but I appreciate you opening up your relationship and your love and these 24 plus years you all have that assist people that like me who haven't been married for a long time to know that even though we may be in a dry season, I love that, that statement of you have to have grace in that love bank. And when I tell you how much it has blessed me in the past couple of days, Mm -hmm. I can't even put that in words. So Mm -hmm. the comment is, I appreciate you. I will be praying for you because your struggles are helping my struggles. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. All right, and we have one more question for that segment. Question. You said about speaking and, and telling the truth to your partner. Yes. When you got the whole at bat to not hurt them, don't that help you grow as a person yourself oh. to make that relationship better in the future? You didn't see my two inches that I just got? Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and growth is painful like it's not easy all the time like Mm. you know like I said and I learned to do that over because of the 500 times I said it (laughs) and it didn't go well right so I learned and I have evolved over time so Mm. I know better now Um, but I had to take myself through some heartache and some you know sitting you know doing sitting in the audience at Relationship Reboot, which we can still be rebooted Amen. as well. Amen. Um, I keep saying the podcast is going to bless us more than anybody. That's Listen, a fact. Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and to my sister over here uh, who made that comment, uh, so we were at, um, we went to a restaurant with a couple that was recently engaged, and they wanted to kind of hang out with us and talk relationship or whatnot recently. And so after we get ready to leave, uh, we're checking out, and uh, they're like, wow, so you guys kind of have a lot of the stuff we're dealing with. I say, yeah, the, the trick is we just keep getting back up. Amen. We just keep getting back up. And so whether you are uh, newly engaged or you've been in the game for a minute or whatever, just keep getting back up. It's true. Yeah, just I said all the time, up. keep going home. How do you make it last? Keep going home. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, we ready? Yes. All right. So topic of the... Oh, it's the topic of the day. It's the topic of the day. We merged fight of the week and topic of the day this week. So, okay. So now we get to revisit our conversation about apology styles Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the importance of speaking your apology in a way that your partner can actually hear and receive it. Mm. So the last time we had this conversation on air, it didn't go so well for me. 
you lost. <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay. I feel like, I really feel like I should, you know, be in the seats for this one, but... Um, because it's, it's tough. I'm going to admit it. You know, part of our mission, though, is to represent real love, um, which sometimes is picture perfect and sometimes is struggling with apology. <laughs> so no. this is me taking one for the team. Unless there's any volunteers that would like to. We got any apology experts? Any, any apology that, experts in the room? Okay. No, well, then I'll stay up here. Then. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I will say that um, taking a deeper dive into the apology styles has um, really been reflective. Like I've, I've been learning a lot. So I took the how good is your sorry quiz, mm. um, which we have copies for um, everyone if you haven't seen that yet. But it's a free resource from the authors. And I must admit, like, things look pretty grim <laughs> for me. Um, even though I think the questions and answers are a little dramatic, mm. but um, it really does help you get the point pretty quickly. Yeah. So before we even get into this, I'm just going to say it up front, get it out the way. I am not a very good sorrier. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad you admitted that. Yes, you're not a very good sorrier. And see, right there, you're not a good receiver, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I've learned since we last discussed this is that apology isn't for me, mm. right? It's really for the person that I'm in relationship with. Right. Even though sometimes it might clear my conscience, but it's really not about me. And I, that might seem weird that I didn't necessarily get that, but I think that that's what I'm really starting to understand. So, um, you know, it's your goal with someone that you care about is to you know, breach the gap that might have been caused sure. if you did something to offend them, whether yeah. you did it intentionally or unintended. Right. Um, so it's, it's, you know, just because I'm okay doesn't mean sorry isn't warranted. I need you to be okay as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was the unintended part mm -hmm. that really had me hung up mm -hmm. because, um, like I said, I don't have a problem admitting when I'm wrong. But if I didn't do anything... I'm not apologizing. Mm. Or, or you didn't intend to do anything. See, it's that, that intention thing. But I think why I was sensitive about it is, you know, I, I've had a relationship with someone in a, you know, just like um, outside of our partnership where they kind of, they, they made me take, or tried to make me take ownership of their feelings, right? Like every little thing I did, they were like, you made me feel, you made me feel this. And I was carrying that. And I'm just like, but mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything. And so I know that people own their own feelings. You can't yeah. make somebody feel some way, right? right. Like right. we are responsible for our own feelings. So, but now like I, I kind of see that I can um, express regret Hmm. about something that was unintended without taking responsibility for it, right? Hmm. So I can say, I'm sorry that hurt you. Um, and I can even take it further where I, you know, make restitution. I'm sorry that hurt you. How could I have said it differently, right? Hmm. But I didn't necessarily say I was wrong or I did something wrong. So it's giving them what they need while honoring myself as well. Hmm. Um, and I think that that has been really illuminating for me. Well, yeah, I think you said something important there. So uh, the intent, it really stands 
opposite of the offense. And so you have mm. the intent. Hold on. Yeah, wait a minute. Let yeah. me say it go yeah, slow. Yeah, yeah, so you have the intent, what you intended to occur, yes. what actually occurred, and that creates a gap. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anytime there's a gap in between what you expected and what you experienced, uh, there needs to be a bridge to bridge the gap mm-hmm. between what you intended and what the offense was. And so that bridge has to be an apology. Uh, it has to be a genuine apology that they can resonate with and that right. they can. In their language. In their language. Otherwise, it's like speaking you know, a foreign language to somebody that they're just not interpreting if you're giving an apology in something that they don't regard or something that they can't receive. But it's kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I still, even if I said it in Chinese, I still said it. That's true. You know, so, you know, there's kind of this, like, that's where the relationship piece is, right? Like, so... I did the best I could, right, based on what I know, to offer you an apology. It didn't resonate for you, but it was an apology. So what responsibility do you have? This is me judging you. Why are you judging me? Because that was not an apology. <laughs> what? So uh, when you go, you know, you, when you go to the bank, when you go to the bank, most people don't deal in cash anymore, but I'm going to use it as an example. And you tell them to break up some money for you. They ask you how you want it back. Yes. And so when you get an apology, you know, it's about how you want that back, how, how you got to get that back to me. You know what I'm saying? Quiet. <laughs> She's a hater. She's a hater. So, so it, it, it's, a, it's about connecting. Otherwise, you're just using words uh, that make you feel better about the situation, but you're not connecting in a way that builds that bridge. <laughs> see, I'm always wrestling in my mind because just that moment I was trying to see if I could like do a real good smack, but I was like, <laughs> I got this mic in my hand, so I don't know if I could... You know, do it. So I'm not. I decided not to do it, but I really wanted to. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, I hear you. Um, and mm. we're not there yet. Like, what if I'm not there yet? So we know about apology styles. We're teaching about it, and and we're, we'll definitely kind of run through it again for those that didn't hear the first episode. Mm-hmm. But we don't have this language. We don't have that skill yet. Hmm. So where's the grace? Hmm. Jay, where's the grace? (laughs) (laughs) So like the example that we went through earlier. You're like, I may have, I could have, should have, would have. It's the same. But you were, I knew what you were trying to say. Yeah. So I gave you credit for it. I appreciate that. But I could have said, I could have rejected it. Yes. But it was an apology, right? But it feels good to be graceful, right? You're not answering the question. (laughs) Yes, it was an apology. It was an apology, but it didn't speak my language all the way. But I accepted it anyway. All right, that's true. So there's some duality here. Exactly. I want it it both ways. Relationship, right? (laughs) So, yeah. Yes, ma'am. So notice the energy. This is great. Because they're getting that real-time energy, which helps them work through. And I know that you all heard very similar things from the first scenario to this one, right? And it plays out both ways. So where do you go in that? 
there were a lot of mmms on this last part over here, and I just want to get a little bit of feedback to come on and give to them. Hi. Don't be looking at me like that, Marissa. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> so you said, um, number one, you said you're not there yet, mm. but I don't think that that's the case because you just have to decide. Ooh. You have to decide that I am going to enter in to... Um, humbling myself to do what my partner needs. Mm -hmm. The other part that you said was almost the exact opposite when you was trying to zing, I executive pastor. When you said <laughs> <laughs> it's a relationship, that's it. You just have to do, decide to relate. Mm -hmm. And I can't relate if I won't cross the street. Mm -hmm. Look at what you created, the, teacher. She was like, I'm, yes. Yes, so teacher hat. So... Um, but yes, I keep this but. So there's no buts in apologies. Y'all, you see how hard I've been working? I was like, and. <laughs> <laughs> just because this, you just but. So if you don't have any in your notes, no buts. You can't say I'm sorry, but, right? Done. You just X'd out the sorry and focused on whatever was after that but you said. So if you, you know, that's like one-on-one. What I'm saying is, when I was saying kind of how, um, you know, I'm not there yet, I wasn't necessarily speaking about me specifically, although I'm still a work in pro big work in progress. Yeah. I'm just saying in real relationship, right, where you, you don't have the, how to say I'm sorry, quiz and all that stuff yet. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm saying you got to, like, just kind of dance with each other a little bit, give each other a little bit of grace, uh, when you know they're trying, like the, the goal of an apology is the sincerity that I'm trying to make this breach. Mm. Um, and hurt people hurt people. So when you're hurt and your partner comes to you saying it, you're still operating out of hurt that impairs your ability to actually make progress because usually you're not necessarily using your words. So how do I know what your language is? You telling me that's not an apology. And I'm like, oh my God, I just swallowed my pride to do this so you can't be pleased, hmm. right? So you saying that's not an apology, I don't understand what that means because that was an apology and you, you lucky to have it because I don't normally do that. Now I'm not going to do it anymore <laughs> because when I do it, you don't receive it. That so, ain't God. That ain't, what? <laughs> that ain't God. That ain't God. Sorry. That ain't do we have the screen that shows the um, our apology styles? I'm sorry, girl. You know I can't see you. You need to. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, how are you? Great. Hey. So um, this apology podcast hit me like in a real, real way. Mm -hmm. Here's why. In a previous relationship, like I'm a discusser, I'm like a word person. So when you had the first podcast where Dr. Payne, you were saying that you like to hear the I'm sorry and the in-depth explanation and all that, I felt you right there. <laughs> I felt you. Yes. However, when I was um, thinking back and to... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. When I was thinking back to a prior experience, I realized that the other person 
was trying to apologize to me, not saying the words, but by acts of service because my love language, one of my love languages is acts of service. So while your podcast hit me in a way, I was like, dang, he was trying to apologize. And I was like, no, I got to hear the words. We got to have a whole discussion. Like, but then I was like, am I wrong? Because now I realized they was trying to apologize, but I didn't receive it. Like, where's the balance? See? And, and we talked, again, even though I don't love to kind of generalize sexes, but like we talked about in the first segment about men and you saying they, don't like, they like just want their relationship to work but not work in it. When, when they do show up and do that and get rejected, right? You, mm. It's like, I'm not signing up for that. It's like holding your purse in the mall. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it because when Unless I do you, it... The, no. If I don't do it just like you want to, it 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 goes left, and yeah. I'm not signing up for that. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. So uh, I guess there are three things you want to consider when you are uh, processing through an apology. N- number one, uh, when I apologize, what do I typically say or do? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, an excellent consideration. The second one is uh, what hurts me most about this situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then number three, what could they say or do that would make it easier for me to forgive them? So this is like getting to what your style is. Correct. Yeah, got it. No, that makes sense. And so there's really um, five ways, and this is kind of research-based, like Dr. Chapman and Thomas, who did the um, five languages, apology style languages book, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of researched apologies, kind of really those questions to find out. And they came up with five um, similar to the five love languages. They weren't necessarily looking for them. But um, the can you two, can you review one more time yeah. how you get to those those three things you just said? Some oh, folks were getting a, the question pin out. Yeah. How okay. do the three things that you ask? To find those out before you. Yep. So the first one was, when I apologize, what do I typically say or do? Uh, The second one, uh, what hurts me most about this situation? And the third one, what could they say or do that would make it easier for me to forgive them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that will kind of lead you to, like I said, your style. So it's either... One, expressing regret, right? So that's like, I'm sorry that I, you know, I have regret or remorse for um, what I did. The second is accepting responsibility, right? I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. Sure, sure. And then that third one would be making restitution. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, so, so this is where there's some skin in the game, uh, and y- it's more than words, but you actually take some action to make restitution right. uh, and make things better. Um, the fourth one would be genuinely repenting, and that's doing a complete 180 and going in the opposite direction of whatever the offense was and making sure that that's clear with the other party that that is what you're doing. Uh, and then that final one is requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Yeah. Uh, asking for forgiveness. So they're all apologies, mm. right? Yep. They're just our style, our language, how that shows up. Um, and again, depending on your language, 
you know, I think what we learned when we kind of um, reviewed our styles mm -hmm. is that we actually have a lot in common. Yes. We both prefer accepting responsibility mm -hmm. and as a second expressing regret. What I thought was funny about yours is that you had scores in all five. Yes. Just like you said, you yes. won blood no. and tears no. and sweat and... That was a joke. That part was a joke. It, but the facts show that that was not a lie, actually. <laughs> um, so, again, we, we yeah. learned. I think what I found interesting about yours is you didn't have anything in requesting forgiveness. So I, you, I don't. You just don't need anybody to re request forgiveness. I like. told you, Jesus, that's it. Okay. Like, that's... but. You said you needed it, but the, the, the results show that you don't need it as much as you thought you did. Thank God. <laughs> and I think the severity of the offense matters as well, yeah. right? You can't, like, cheat on me and say you sorry. Mm. <laughs> I, whatever your language is, like, that's not enough. <laughs> like... No, right? You got some repairing to do, some restitution to do, and, and you know, there's a lot more to it than just saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so what about, and I'm going to, I want to wrap this up because I definitely want to take questions. Um, what is the responsibility of the receiver of the apology? Like, don't you have some duties too? Yeah, so I think the responsibility that comes to mind for the receiver of the apology is to be open. Uh, to coming to the, the conversation from a genuine place. Mm -hmm. So trying to leave bitterness and resentment and all those, those painful expressions that show up uh, in negative ways, trying to leave all that behind so that you can show up in a genuine way to hear the heart and just kind of hear and listen for the heart. We're all human. We mess the words up. Uh, but the, the responsibility of the recipient is to listen, to hear for the heart uh, that's mm -hmm. coming through. Isn't this such a better episode about apology styles? I didn't lose this time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel so much better. I'm happy, baby. I'm glad you feel better. We should take questions. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, this is where we want to get personal. <laughs> they put themselves in a vulnerable place to be up here and share and go through and work through for themselves. I'm sure we've all had an experience or an encounter when we were wrong or have been wronged. Am I right? So, a question that you may be experiencing when it comes to apology, receiving a, uh, an apology, and or working through some of these things that they can afford you some support and expertise. I love that. And while you're on your way back there, I was thinking about something Sis said over here about the love languages. I think... Um, you know, we were when we were preparing and talking about this. One of you know, we have we all have our ways. Like when you were angry and the, our go-to things that we do, right? So um, he was saying he gets upset with me when we when there is division between us. I don't like him to touch me, and he's like, you have to be able to move on. You can't, you know. And we actually saw the relationship between my love language, which happens to be physical touch, wow. mm. and how my apology language, right? So I need you to take responsibility for what you did. Otherwise, like, you touching me because that's how I receive love. Like, I'm not feeling the love right now. 
So until you own what happened, like, I mean, I'm, you know, we don't, I'm going to still come home, <laughs> but you can't just be like touching me and stuff like, because I'm, that's how I receive love and I'm not feeling the love. And likewise, his big thing, because his love language is words of affirmation, if I say something negative, if I yell, like that's a major breach to him because it's a violation of how he receives love. It's like the opposite of that. So I have to repair that so that we can repair this. Right. Um, which I think is really, really fascinating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Question. So what happens when you step on the landmine, so to speak, uh -huh. and one person is seriously, intensely offended. Yes. And the other person is like, I didn't do nothing to you. What are you talking about? You know so, like, do you have any tools in terms of, like, how, how do you begin to bridge that bill when you don't feel like you did anything wrong, but you have to find a way to make it right with that person even though you feel like you didn't do anything wrong? Finally, do somebody understands me. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's my life. Every I'm like, I, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that's, what, that's where I was saying I was having the trouble with that. Yeah. And, and full disclosure, it, um, I, I feel you, Doc Payne. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm usually the one that's offended. I ain't going to even lie. That's where I was talking about when the revelation that the apology ain't about me. So I have a, you know, a nephew who is uh, five and I have a two-year-old niece. Everybody in the world knows that. So my nephew, one, had a sword out that he was playing with and my niece ran into it, right? He did not hit her. She ran into it. And so we asked him to, she was crying, and so we asked him to apologize. And he did not want, he was like, I didn't do nothing. Like, and he was firm in that conviction. He's just like, I, she the one ran up, on, I didn't, what am I apologizing for? Which is kind of scary, so it might be generational, because he like four at this time. So I'm just like, <laughs> I need to tell my brother. Um, yeah, so, but, you know, and I'm, we're explaining to him, well, you didn't intend to do it, but she was hurt nonetheless. And so, no, you don't have to apologize. You didn't do that, but she was hurt as a result that, of something that you had exposure to, and that's what you are acknowledging. And so that's why I was like, wow, the apology isn't about me because ultimately when you care, you're apologizing because you value the relationship. Yeah. If you don't value the relationship, you don't care. Right, So you want to bridge that, and because even if you didn't intend it, there's a trigger, right? That's why I say this thing is relational, because yeah. uh, there's, you know, sometimes it's triggers, and it was a trigger that didn't have nothing to do with you, and yet, right, but the soft start, the willingness to say, I'm sorry that hurt you, mm. tell me more. Yeah. Right? Because then you can open up dialogue and build intimacy to better understand what's really going on, and that's how that ends up getting connected. Yeah, exactly. As well as creating a strength and opportunity for that person right. to grow and heal from that. Exactly. Mr. and Mrs. Payne, apologies are a good thing. 
Yes. Me personally, I have found in my past that I got to ask the question, who am I apologizing for? Mm. Because I made apologies when I didn't want to see this person hurt no more, and I didn't do nothing. Mm. But in the long run, if you think about it, I'm hurting myself. Mm. So when how do that work? you yourself by apologizing for something that wasn't yours. Yes, sir. See yes, what ma'am. I'm, now, see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the men in the building understand me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I understand that. Yes. You know, and that's where I was talking about the triggers and the baggage and the past hurts. Then you're in a relationship with someone who feels like they're apologizing for something they didn't do. And it's just that that's your stuff that you bring into the table, which is when you have to do your work. Mm. And you may or may not be ready. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we have two more questions. The question I have is, because I deal with this whole forgiveness piece quite often in relationships in general, how many times, again, let's assuming, and this is a pretty good close to the, this is close to reality, where there's changed behavior, there is significant steps towards reconciliation, mm. how many times and how long does a person have to ask for forgiveness or to apologize? for the same thing. Hmm. It sounds like they didn't been through that before. We <laughs> so so I I'll say this I I, I don't I don't subscribe to um, a, a certain, so we, we talked about a, a space and time continuum, how many times, how long. Uh, I don't necessarily subscribe to the space and time continuum there. What I will say is you should never feel as though you are incarcerated uh, by what you did. So uh, if you have apologized, expressed genuine regret, uh, and you have, have done everything that you can to build that bridge, uh, at some point, you have to release and cross on over to the other side, whether the other person wants to come or not. You look like you want to say something. <laughs> Progress, not perfection. Mm. So um, that's what I say to that. In relationship, right, a relationship that you value in marriage, it's, it's how to build a love that lasts, that you see progress, not perfection. Mm. Yes, I agree with everything that you said, and I know that it takes time. Definitely. Depending on the breach, right? It's difficult for you yeah. who didn't have to sit through what you took me through yeah. to say how long it takes me to get through this. Um, yeah. And yes, I got to do my work, right? And mm -hmm. you took me through some stuff. Yeah. And so that may take some time. Yeah. 
Um, and we have some good days and we have some bad days. It's a little like grief. Um, I, I used to call them, you know, good grandma days and good, or I'm just having a bad grandma day. You know, when I lost my grandmother, um, I still have bad grandma days 20 years later. Um, so depending on the breach, it may take, you know, you might find yourself and we do yeah. find ourselves, you know, in conversations today that remind us of times past um, because something took that scab off and, you know, it takes maturity um, to remember, okay, are we, am I back here or am I here, right? Um, and that, take, that takes time. So as long as there's progress, um, I think you, you stay with it. Um, but, you know, there reaches a point where that might not be the case and that's a different story, but that's Amen. what I got to say. All right, we have uh, one last question. I ain't scared. I, ain't, I promise mm -hmm. I ain't scared. Bring the questions. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We're on our, we got one last question, so we're on our... Um, yes. <laughs> okay, so the way that I communicate is really through actions, but my husband doesn't. He, does, he communicates with actions, too, but it's verbal. Mm -hmm. So I, the way that I apologize is actions. I don't... I, it's not often that I apologize for something. I want to know, because my husband is the opposite, is it wrong that I don't say I'm sorry? Ask him. Mm. Well, I mean... Yeah. It's, it's not about right or wrong, but it's, it's wrong if your actions aren't landing for him. Mm. If your actions are working and he feels like you apologize, then it's fine. But if you doing all this action and he still feels like you never said I'm sorry, right? Have you guys had that conversation? It's like, I said I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Or I apologize. No, you didn't, right? If you've heard that, that means you're not speaking it in their language. Amen. All right. Thank you all for those questions. You can call it a show, Doc. Oh, that's it. <laughs> we made it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Who's closing? You closing? You close. All right. So we are going to call that an episode. Thank you so much for listening and participating. <laughs> I guess there's nothing else to be said. <laughs> Life, Love, and Leadership. The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages. Connect with us, find us and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.